Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello everybody and welcome to the finale of Season 3. My name's Satsunami and joining me for this 20k play celebration, can you believe it, is none other than the one and only Andrew. Andrew, welcome back. Look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Who would have thought? No, seriously, that, that's not a rhetorical question. Who would have thought? <laughs> I need ideas, people. This is why we need a PR team. Season four, there's going to be like major shakeups. Ah, fun times. But how are you doing today, Andrew? I'm okay, yeah. It's nice to be back on the podcasting chair in front of the mic to discuss what's been a wonderful end of the season, or in fact, wonderful season at all. Wonderful season so far. Wonderful season so far, exactly. It's been very fun to take on more episodes than I did previously, and it's very cool to see how they've been doing and how people have been reacting to them. It is quite weird looking back at season three, I have to say, and this is where I, you know, recline in my big armchair, get the brandy swirling, if a legal reasons that's a joke and be like ah the amount we've been through but genuinely i was looking through the episodes today and i could not believe how much we actually have done with the podcast this season we had terminator month we had spider-man month even simpsons month just a couple of months ago it's absolutely crazy to think that we've done so much because you know that way when you look back at the season and you think oh yeah we've done one episode we've done two episodes and then it's like good lord we have done a lot haven't we yeah it's it's been so many different topics that we've covered and different months that we've covered in the season i don't know that it's been as normal to have many themed months in any given season as we've had this season it's been a fun ride for sure i mean definitely because I think the theme month started around season two where Adam and I started with the Halo month and yeah you'd come on for that very lovely episode where we talked about Halo Legends. I've got to say I just I cannot stop laughing every time I listen to that episode because just the sheer hatred you had of that show. (laughs) It's just, oh, it's beautiful to listen to. I was pretty passionate about watching that. I don't normally get quite so agitated by a TV show or a movie that I've watched, but that Halo anthology special really just grinded my gears. And so I talk quite slowly a lot of the time on the podcast, but I kind of felt that I spewed my kind of opinions as sort of raw and unfiltered on that episode. So it was quite cathartic recording that one. Adam and I got into a bit of an argument about use of music in that, which was funny as well. I actually remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, it was a thing, I, I will say. <laughs> That's why he's no longer on the show. Yeah, exactly. He left after an HR dispute <laughs> between you and him. For legal reasons, looking at the lawyer, that is a joke. Yeah, that is actually, that that's a real joke. <laughs> But actually, speaking of that, as you said before, with Adam going on to do other things, of course, amazing things beyond the podcast. I, c- I can imagine, to be honest, anything more wonderful than the Chats and Nami podcast. Uh, you know, like, as you said, you have now assumed more of a prominent role on the podcast. Some might say a coup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the coup is complete, I should say. Because, <laughs> I mean, this podcast, as we said many times before, this started during the 2020 lockdowns, towards the end of that, and then it moved on to going from Twitch to being recorded off-air. Yeah, how does it feel, though, to have more of a prominent role now? 
It's pretty cool. It's such a wonderful creative outlet that I get to kind of look forward to. Previously, I was always just very honored when Satsunami would say to me, would you like to be on this episode of Chatsunami? And because of my home setup at the time, I wasn't able to do really any of the, the live Twitch ones. And so the podcast that we did initially that you and I was kind of the real first foray into pre-recorded podcasting, which was a very fun thing to do. I never really got to do that whole Twitch side of things, but I got to kind of be there for the start of the pre-recorded sessions and that was so lovely to be able to do those every so often and I'd always say to Satsunami that if there's any other topics that he would like to have me on for I'd be more than willing to jump on and do that and so when I got the chance to be a more regular co-host I jumped at the chance because it's very fun to be on this show and Satsunami is such a, a wonderful host to work with. You do realize that the PayPal payment hasn't gone through yet for that compliment? Um. Okay I will be talking to the Panda Lawyer and I'll be redacting everything <laughs> I just said. Oh, that joke both gets old and never gets old. <laughs> it goes in circles. But yeah, in all seriousness, thank you though for those kind words. I mean, I've said this to Adam and I don't think I've really had a chance to say it to you. I was going to say face to face, but we don't record our faces. Voice to voice. Your as beautiful screen. Yes. <laughs> These lovely audio waves look at them. Oh, an editor's dream. I can tell everyone listening, my audio waves are not an editor's dream. That's a future Satsu problem. But yeah, I probably haven't had a chance to say it in this kind of format, by which I mean recorded. But yeah, I remember when I started Chatsunami way back in November of 2020. As you know, I started it with our mutual friend, Craigie C. We started with a D&D episode and then literally after that I was like oh my god what am I gonna do now <laughs> because I didn't really have a permanent co-host at the time and then I remember Adam initially stepping into the role and saying oh I'll do it and when we did the Twitch things he was like a fantastic help but the whole point of Chat Tsunami feels like not only a casual chat with friends but I don't want to say book club but you know what it is, it's like this kind of get together with mm-hmm. friends to be able to express opinions about things, to watch the same things play the same things and then have like a passionate discussion about it and I know that's kind of the key tenant of podcasts but without Adam, without Craigie C and especially without you Andrew Chatsunami wouldn't be where it is today. Like I mean I could talk for Britain, I could chat about things but even if I did that it would just be like a one-sided rant. That's the thing without all of you guys and especially this season without you, Chatsunami wouldn't be in the place it is and we certainly wouldn't have reached 20 without you so yeah this is my very passionate thank you message I was going to say I was going to edit in maybe some sad like emotional music in there just a crowd going ah as I said that's future Satsu's problem Often I'll just create issues for you while I'll just be like, add this in now. I have a rider when I come on to episodes, and one of them is you have to add a laugh track after everything I say. <laughs> yeah, that is the legal condition. It's in his contract. This is not a joke. <laughs> it's just a big asterisk, and it just says, add more laughter, please. So it's just going to be the whole, this whole episode is just going to be a laughter track. As you were saying, though, just what's so lovely about doing this is, and I'm sure this is the case for other podcasters as well, where it's just having kind of an actual like chat to chat discussion. 
Satsunami and I live in different parts of the world now. We used to go to university together. But since university, he's really the only other, maybe one other person, the only friend from university I still consistently chat to. But that's pretty much exclusively just on Messenger. And so we don't really like hear each other speaking, except when I would go over and visit him back in Scotland when I would come do my trips back to the UK. So when we get to like actually have like a back and forth conversation on calls where we're recording podcasts, it gives us an excuse to actually chat to each other. We very much could have done, but we don't really really open up to the call just to have a like a chit chat and so this is such a nice way of being able to do that talk about what's going on with each other and then just having the the discussion which is then recorded as well so it's a beautiful creative outlet and it's also just nice for us as friends to be able to chit chat again oh no I, I could not agree more with that because you're completely right I am in the same boat when I went to university I met a lot of very lovely people don't get me wrong but you're the only one that's left really <laughs> I think maybe there was one or two others. I've defeated all of the others. Yes, you're the Hokage of the university friendship ladder. I was going more for Highlander, but sure. Oh, that... <laughs> well, you're going to chop off their heads for friendship. Yes. I'm both honoured and shocked, but mainly honoured. Power of friendship gives me the power to murder. And that's how we got into Yu-Gi-Oh, folks. Now I'm looking. Yeah, it is weird to think that we're sitting here now, many, many years later from when we were in uni. And believe me, it was a good couple of years ago. But it's amazing to think that by chance, you moved into I say my flat but you know I was living there first <laughs> you'd already marked your territory I had yeah I nearly got chucked out for that but that's a story for another day yeah you came to the flat and you know we started talking to one another we started bonding over things like anime gaming all the good stuff really Ben Stiller movies that is true Walter Mitty has a very weird place <laughs> I was gonna say special but just weird place because I can't remember anything about that movie well, the skateboard and the stuff we created like the Blorgen Bucks or they're called oh the Blorgen Bucks that you needed to pay for these trip and things yeah because we used to stay up quite late I know surprise surprise students staying up late in the school night but we used to stay up late and watch anime films all of the good stuff really like TV shows it was just such a fantastic experience and it definitely made university a lot brighter I have to say not that university was over well except for classes but no surprise there but we don't talk about classes at university. We don't talk about them. But going back and then being able to be like, oh, we've had a hard day. Let's just, you know, chill out on the couch. Let's just snack. Yeah, there was a lot of snacks and a lot of baking because we definitely got into baking during university, didn't we? I kind of just got into cooking in general in university, something that I hadn't really ever done as a kid. Like I did home economics and my parents kind of taught me a couple of things, but I was very much learning how to survive by myself when I went to university because what a lot of North Americans listening won't be aware of is in the UK, you don't really have paid for food as part of your residence. A lot of the time, they won't have to cook themselves. They won't have like a communal kitchen. They'll just go downstairs to the cafeteria that's like in their accommodation building and they'll just buy some food. And that isn't really a thing in the UK. You do have to either learn to cook or for the lazier individuals, get a lot of ready meals or takeout. Who would get a lot of takeout? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Cough, cough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we weren't great, but we weren't the worst. No, we weren't. Something that I was really surprised at when we went to university was just the amount of people who couldn't look after themselves, especially mm -hmm. when it came to cooking. They would get like lots of takeaways, and don't get me wrong, as you said, we did have a lot of takeaways, but some people just either lived on them or they lived on like very basic meals, and it wasn't because they were struggling or anything, it was just because they didn't 
weren't allowed to cook. And you kind of thought, really? Again, no judgment. You know, you're not expecting to go to university and come out as Gordon Ramsay unless it's a culinary school, but that's another thing. We did one time try to make a roast dinner and misinterpreted uh, the instructions to turn the chicken, I think it was. I don't think it was a turkey, I think it was a chicken. Which anyone who knows how to cook knows it just means rotating the pan around. To be fair, they don't make that clear. They do. I, I just, for the record, Your Honor, it says turn the chicken around. And I, I agree because we were all standing there. There was like three of us in the kitchen. It was literally like, how many students does it take to screw in a light bulb? We were all like, what could this possibly mean? And so we thought we had to rotate the entire bird like upside down. And like we'd layered bacon <laughs> on top initially. So we'd like crisp the bacon and get the bacon juices in the turkey and the chicken because I'd seen my parents do that. And I was like, that's a really cool, yummy thing to do. So we, we put the bacon on. <laughs> And and so we were like, we have to turn this bird upside down, put the bacon's on it. So we had to like slowly take the bacon off, flip the bird upside down, and then carefully layer the bacon back down onto the upside down chicken and then put it back in the oven. I mean, to be fair, it did taste great. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get food poisoning. It tasted very nice. So This is a phrase you're not going to get very much in Chatsunami, but it was a well-cooked bird. That's all I'm saying. It was well-cooked. But yeah, my um, side podcast names aside, yeah. Yeah, it was an absolutely fantastic experience. And it is amazing to think that from that, we had that friendship that bloomed from that. It is weird. You know, you look back in those moments and you're just like, these are some insane and crazy moments. Like, honestly, we could have a whole episode based on our universe university days which honestly we should write that down but the amount of stuff we went through and then once we both left university we still kept up with one another it's safe to say isn't it as you said through messenger and things like that Mm -hmm. satsunami and like a few of my other friends i was frequently messaging them after university and also satsunami graduated two years before i did it was two years yeah because someone decided to abandon me for canada for one of the years cough cough that's not true you were already graduated <laughs> by that point no no you packed your bags and went to maple syrupy horizons yeah no that that is <laughs> listeners at home do you want me gaslit by uh <laughs> by this sultry Scottish podcaster. He had already graduated and then that following semester I went off to Canada on study abroad for just just one semester while you did teaching college or something. Screw you guys, I'm off to clown college. (laughs) (laughs) Screw the clowns. (laughs) I'm going home. (laughs) Even despite that, which is absolutely crazy because you think if it was maybe a couple of decades before, you know, we wouldn't have been able to keep in contact the same. I would have written you by quill. Yeah. You would have thrown an owl in my face, I know. Andrew, there's no letter attached to this, I know. It's a new viral trend, (laughs) get headwigged. Get headwigged. It's a flyby. Owling. It is amazing now, obviously, because the technology, I sound like that weird NPC out of Pokemon where it's like, wow, technology is amazing. And it's like, you have been standing in the same town, in the same spot for years. Get a job. Maybe he does have a job, maybe that is his job. But yeah, it is amazing to think that thanks to technology and things, we can just chat to one another so regularly. And that has, yeah, pretty much been the <laughs> backbone of maintaining our friendship. 
friendship through communicating, through gaming together, and going back to the lovely 2020s, because we all know, at least as enemy future listeners, you'll probably not know. Please open the history book, you'll see what I mean. But 2020s, everything shut down. No one could get out of the houses. But of course, I started streaming, and because I started streaming, that really helped me to connect with you again. I mean, not that we weren't talking or anything. We weren't on a break. That's all I'll say. We weren't on a break or anything, but thanks to streaming and then that evolved into the podcast, it's where we are today now. Thanks to that, we are still talking. And I would say personally, I think it has strengthened our friendship a bit. It's like couples therapy. Yeah, it really is. It's like, no, the armour in Halo is terrible, okay? Or sorry, I should say Halo 4 onward. You have to understand where Satsunami's coming from from with his perspective on the halo armor i just just don't get it see this is the problem it just doesn't listen communication so today we are going to be answering some lovely questions from the wonderful pandalorians at home listening to this but see before we go into these questions and believe me there's quite a fair few andrew do you want to share a couple of your favorite memories from this season Ooh, yeah i very much do i had a lot of fun doing the spider-man month episodes it was right at the start of the year and we managed to sort of discuss all three I say trilogies one of them was not quite a trilogy all three depictions of the live action movie Spider-Man it was just us I was trying to remember if, if it was just us or if we had someone else on the Raimi episode with us but it was just the two of us we can make it if we try <laughs> just the two of us it was really cool discussing the Raimi films and seeing if we had kind of rose tinted glasses on that and then doing kind of a retrospective of whether or not the Andrew Garfield films were as bad as we remembered them being or if they actually did hold up and then sort of doing a bit of an analysis of the MCU Spider-Man. So it was cool kind of doing that deep dive into those films. So I absolutely loved, loved doing that. And then we've had Simpsons Month, which is a long time coming, which is very, very fun as well, which allowed us to sort of bring up some topics that we talked about kind of briefly in older episodes. Another one I really liked was the DreamWorks retrospective as well. That was really fun diving into like each of the DreamWorks films and talking about like which ones we liked and didn't like. How about you? What, what were your lasting memories? of the season oh i hated this season yeah <laughs> for legal reasons i'm jumping on the red bundle in my place for legal reasons that's a joke no i honestly i think this is my favorite season so far oh same <laughs> i'm glad we're so in sync <laughs> i like all the ones with me especially don't listen to the other ones but the ones with me are great i mean there are so many good ones that i could choose from because usually at the end of a season Season, and this is something I've kind of started after season two is re-releasing episodes so having like a best of like a kind of highlight reel essentially just showing off the best episodes but this season I really struggled trying to find episodes genuinely they were all absolutely fantastic episodes I couldn't believe it when I was going through I thought oh I'm so lucky because next month of course in September of this year there are five Fridays so it means that we get an extra episode to throw in so I thought okay that makes it easier no it doesn't 
because we've got the Minion Memes episode, which was just so unexpected. But such a fun episode. We had Terminator Month, of course. I had that very like crazy one with Adam living in the Pokemon world, which to this day, it's still one of those existential ones where I'm like, this is amazing, but what have I opened with this one? Because you and I, of course, did the Living in the Legend of Zelda one, which was great. There was our fantastic analysis on Perfect Blue, which granted we had to record twice because of audio issues. Oh yeah, I forgot we had to record that twice. Because yeah, I was trying to remember what episode it was, and I recently re-listened to that episode, and honestly, it's a fantastic episode. I'm not just saying that because Andrew's in the room, but genuinely, if you haven't (laughs) heard it, go listen to it. It's an absolutely fantastic deep dive into it. It was such a shame that like some of the points that I kind of made initially, that I ended up forgetting what I'd said when we did a re-record, I very much wish could have made it out but there were brand new points that i kind of had thought of subsequently so the second episode or rather the actual recording that is now live is wonderful to listen to and i should give it a bit of a re-listen i always feel quite narcissistic re-listening to old episodes that i've been on but like it's also quite fun to listen to older episodes and sort of hear thoughts that you had that you kind of hadn't thought about for like a year my favorite one to re-listen to i think is the beyblades episode oh that is so good that one <laughs> I think that was season two, wasn't it? That sounds right. I was going to say, was that our first Chats and Annie episode? But that was Death Note. Death Note, I believe, was the first one, yeah. We've not actually done like a proper Chats and Annie in a while. We did, we did Perfect Blue, I guess. Yeah, it does count, but <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. I think Beyblade was our only first and last. We'd kind of come up with this idea for as a concept, and only ever did one episode for it. Yeah, we would either watch the first episode and last episode of a series, or play the first game and the last game of a series. Yeah, you're right. We did have loads of ideas for that, but it's fallen through for now, but it's definitely something that I think you and I could revisit. Mm -hmm. I think we should. We definitely need to think of one of them, I have to say. But yeah, going back to your favourite moments, there are just, there's far too many to count, to be honest. As you said, I love the Spider-Man month episodes. I know you were saying, oh, it might feel narcissistic to listen back, but honestly, I listen back to these episodes quite a lot. I feel as if I listen to my own podcast a lot more more than other people's just purely for the fact that it's not really for me anyway and I don't know how you feel about this but for me it's not really saying oh I'm so proud you know look how amazing I am but it's like re-listening to a conversation that I'm having with my friends mm-hmm. and you know reminiscing almost yeah it's like, it's like watching like a home movie back in the day yeah that's what it feels like it feels like that when you are listening to the points and then you hear a joke see this is the Russian roulette that I have. I remember, I think I was listening to the, it must have been one I did with Adam, it was the Pierce Brosnan one for James Bond we were talking about the Pierce Brosnan era and there's like a couple of moments in that where I completely forgot some of the jokes or comments that he came away with and I'm standing in the middle of Aldi's trying not to laugh (laughs) when he's making these jokes and it's the same with you know like the Beyblade episode especially Sea Halo Legends people must have thought I was crazy because you had said something about I think it was the second episode of that series where it's like the art style's all smeared you know those drunk goggles you can get it's like you're watching it through that it was the most horrendous visual experience because I just remember you coming away with a comment and just absolutely losing it because I was taking my dog 
dog out for a walk and I just I lost it and then people are looking at me as if why is he just suddenly laughing out of nowhere and I'm like I swear to god if you listen to my podcast you'll find out why I did the same thing when I was in the supermarket and was re-listening to an episode I think it might have been when it just initially came out to be honest so it wasn't like a re-listen and I heard like a conversation we were having and I just burst out laughing again in the supermarket and I felt so self-conscious because as you laugh and then you look around and you go oh no <laughs> oh no I'm sorry well it's because also when people see someone wearing headphones they typically think they're listening to music people don't expect you to then start laughing it's always the ones that you forget though there have been a few that you've come away with where I've been listening to it and then all of a sudden you just come away with something and I just start bursting out laughing and then my dog looks up at me my partner looks up at me everyone in the vicinity looks up at me and I'm like I'm so <laughs> I'm just sorry. It was a really funny joke. But of course, this season as well, I've been doing a lot more interviews as well, trying to connect with podcasters, which I know you listened to one of them recently. You got a shout out in quite a few of them, I have to say. I'm an influential kind of guy. I did not enjoy the shout out I got, though, in that more recent one I listened to. I think it was the Myth Monsters one where you, you talked about my Chris beating us on the Halo episode. Oh, that was so funny. For anyone who doesn't, know and if you want to watch the actual the scene of the crime as it were go to our youtube channel for gaming chatsu plays we've got a compilation where it was yourself me adam and our very good friend steven and we all played halo 4 together and there was one moment where i was chatting about something and you went off for a snack but you forgot to mute your mic and it's just i was talking about something stupid like the muppets movie and you just hear this crunching in the background. Well, it wasn't that I forgot to meet my mic. It's that I thought that the switch turned my mic off, but it didn't. <laughs> And so I, I was so just like, yeah, I can just chomp on these crisps while we're playing Halo. We were recording it on like, I think it was on, was it on Twitch. It was, yeah, it was live. Yeah, so just, just people <laughs> live just heard me just munching on crisps and like the worst thing. Whenever everyone talks about like, what's the worst thing when someone's like on Twitch or podcasting or whatever, it's like lip smacking or like eating something. And, it's, and I committed the cardinal sin. And that's why you're only back now. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to be re-invited after that. A lot of legal drafts had to be written up for that. No eating during the podcast. <laughs> but speaking of I was going to say speaking of cardinal sins now nah, I'm all speaking of moving on shall we start answering some questions from the lovely Pandalorian listeners at home people listen to this I know surprisingly so but yeah without any further ado we have put out some well we lit the beacons as it were we lit the beacons on every social media app available we went to threads for god's sake we went to twitter or x or whatever you want to call it musknet probably by 2025 craigslist wasn't very prosperous in terms of questions yeah no surprisingly except that one guy that turned up and now he won't leave my garden that was me satsu found me on craigslist craigie c's list craigie c's list exactly with the bin box so i mean who won in the end still not me but anyway so yeah we went to instagram as well we had on a website we went everywhere just asking for questions from friends from other podcasters so without any further ado are you ready to answer some questions as ready I'll ever be. Okay, the first question is from the police. Where were you on the night of that no, one? Probably go do some as a joke. I will speak to my panel lawyer and my panel lawyer alone. <laughs> the one without any pants. No, legitimately, if you look at that image, he he's not got trousers. We need to get him trousers and a name, but that's a story for another day. So here's the first question. A first question comes from the You're Gonna Eat That Crust podcast, and they say, Why was your episode about Edith Finch so good? 
And do you think if I started doing a Scottish accent on my podcast, the numbers will increase? Also, congrats on your pod. You guys are amazing conversationalists. Well, first of all, thank you so much for that amazing compliment at the end. There actually have been a few people that have complimented us on that. Really? <laughs> no, no, for real. I know I was shocked too. I was shocked too. But, you know, people have turned around and they said the mark of like a good podcast is when a listener wants to interject their opinion into it and be like oh I think this about this topic or I think that about that topic and obviously you're listening to recorded audio it's a one way street you get to hear us but we don't get to hear you it's the real limitation of the platform exactly yeah (laughs) yeah I'm sure Apple will have a patch (laughs) <laughs> some technology to be like now they can edit your podcast but why well why though but yeah no surprisingly people think that we're really good at creating an engaging conversation they like us they actually like us they love me they really love me why was your episode about Edith Finch so good actually I have to admit I am really proud of that one and I do think that indie games is definitely a topic I would like to explore more on the podcast and especially with you, Andrew. I want to pull you into my indie game bubble here. You mean I have to play more than just FIFA and Zelda? I don't know about that. Yeah, you have to play something with pixels. Oh god. 4K graphics? What are those? Because in season 2 especially, we really deep dived into... Adam and I, sorry. Deep dived into a lot of indie games. So we talked about Papers, Please, Return to the Obra Dinn, the amazing To the Moon series. We talked about Kind Words. And one of the games that I genuinely, I was not expecting to love so much was Edith Finch. Have you played Edith Finch before? I have not, no. I did listen to your episode on it, so it feels like I played it. I I would wholeheartedly recommend it, because it's one of those games that you play the first time, and you think, eh it's okay. A walking simulator, it's alright, but I honestly have three pages of notes just on the game alone being like, no, I noticed this and I noticed that and it was such a fun episode. So first of all, thank you so much for just saying that it was a good episode because it is one of the ones I'm proud of. But for the second one, what do you think of this? If they start doing a Scottish accent, will their numbers increase? I don't know. Maybe I should start doing a more Scottish accent and then can like experiment to see if it changes in terms of our analytics. What, just go full tourist Scottish? Okay, the new, yeah, I'll uh, I'll start talking like this in the podcast. I don't know what that was. I thought that was Welsh for a second. (laughs) I'll start talking like this on the podcast. You're from the Highlands, I'm from the Valleys. What a pair would it be. Now I'm Irish. I'm a man of many cultures, it seems. Representing all the home nations. I know. (laughs) Yeah, as long as you don't do the Hollywood Scottish, you should be fine. Yeah, I'll go full Mel Gibson in the worst possible way. (laughs) That's a good way. So our next question is from another podcast called Cult Connections, who asked something that we were debating on before we came on tonight. What is your favourite mountain? See, the reason we had a debate was because we don't know which are mountains and which aren't. Yeah, because Scotland is one of those places that is full of them, but not in the traditional sense. That sounds so weird to say about a mountain, but you know, we've got all the bends so you know Ben Nevis Ben Lomond Ben Stiller Ben Stiller well yeah yeah but we're not proud of that one I have to say we kind of swept it under the rug but I mean there's so many to choose from from Scotland personally I mean one of my favourite mountains is the one they base Toblerone off what in Switzerland yeah is that Mont Blanc quite possibly <laughs> no no it's the Toblerone mountain the corporations got to them first they just renamed it Toblerone and then they cut like a huge wedge out of it so it's smaller now I did have a very fond memory of 
love seeing the Alps when I was like 15. As part of my high school, we had like an exchange program with a German school. And so I stayed with a German boy and his family for a week. From their like Bavarian home, you could see the Alps really clearly in the distance. And like, I'd never seen anything like that before. I thought that was really cool. I don't know that I was close enough to appreciate it in the way that I can maybe claim it's my favorite mountain. What I would say for my favorite wouldn't be necessarily a mountain I know the name of, but Driving up to Sky with my partner back in 2016, we passed through the Scottish Highlands going up to Sky, and it was some of the most breathtaking sights I've ever seen going through those mountains. The road kind of curves around the mountains up in the hills, and like every time you turn, you get like a fresh, new, incredible sight. I think that is probably the most beautiful mountain range that I've seen and been to. No, I would agree with that. I mean, I'm literally just back from the Highlands and we went to a small village with my family and my partner. We all went to a small Highland village called Puglia, which is absolutely beautiful, but very, very small. And we had to drive through, as you said, all those mountain ranges. And my partner, who is not used to seeing these kind of sights from where she's from, she kept saying, wow, it's beautiful. Then we turned around another but she'd go wow this is beautiful and every time I turned around a corner I was like are you going to say that for the whole trip and she went uh huh fair enough but it is it's just absolutely breathtaking I mean we went through Glencoe going up there we saw Ben Lomond it's just absolutely breathtaking there's honestly so many in Scotland so yeah that would be my answer too pick any mountain in Scotland and you're not going to be disappointed slap it on the short bread tin so moving on we have Slade from the Video Game Club podcast he has given a very, it's not really a question, it's a statement, because him and I did an episode on the significance of Attack on Titan. He said, I need a five-page report on why Aaron Yeager did nothing wrong or unethical in any way. Try ten pages, but anyway. So his question is, if you had to pick the highlight of your podcast, what would it be? So I'm going to turn it on to you first. My highlight from the podcast as a whole was when we did like a trio with Adam discussing anime or halo like those episodes where the three of us were kind of bantering back and forward were always so uh, wonderful kind of having the different perspectives all around especially when we did anime which adam was so unfamiliar with that we were getting that fresh eye to it so that was very fun from this season that is trickier probably doing simpsons month was my highlight deep diving into the discussions on what made it so great and then the following episode the decline of it how about yourself honestly i have far too many (laughs) There are just so many. Overall, I think the highlight is probably just realising that this was going to be an ongoing thing. It sounds weird to say because usually I'm quite bad when I start something and I'll continue it for a while, you know, get really invested and then either I'll burn out or I'll complete it and then just be like, okay, what now? And I was trying to get into streaming, of course. That's kind of on the back burner for now it's there if I need it or I want to go on but compared to podcasting I just remember doing these episodes and there was that kind of awkward phase at the beginning like did you feel that way when we started doing these together as well that there was that I'm not saying the awkwardness between us but more like trying to find our footing and our own style as it were for the podcast 
Yeah, I certainly find it a lot easier now to talk than I once did in this way. I think it, it is very much a case of you get used to communicating and presenting your opinions in a certain way. I do still sometimes slow down my speech, think about what I'm going to say next, which isn't always as nice to listen to, I find. I think that when I'm speaking more off the cuff and I'm not stuttering, it sounds more natural. But when I first started, it was shaky. I was always kind of nervous to kind of interject with a point. I was like, what if I say something and it's, that I think is funny, but isn't actually funny? Now I know I'm just not funny so I can just say whatever. You can't lose anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you have nothing, there's nothing to lose. Yeah, no, I totally see what you mean, though. Not about you not being funny. You are funny. Funny haha or funny boohoo? Funny like a clap number good. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get what you mean, though, because at the initial stages, I've said this to Adam before, and I spoke about this briefly on our 100th episode celebration, that it can be quite awkward at the very beginning, and this is like a call out to all people listening to this and thinking, should I start a podcast? Shouldn't I? You know, you are going to get those awkward couple of episodes at the beginning. And I mean, we did 50 episodes live on Twitch. And don't get me wrong, for the most part, they did go really well. But you know, that way it's like it's always room for improvement. And you and I, of course, did a couple of episodes pre-recorded. We did the Star Wars Clone Wars ones. And it was just trying to kind of fit in and trying to decide how we're going to do this how we're going to structure it, what we're going to talk about, what's our time limit, blah, blah, blah. Just hearing that you and Craigie C and Adam wanted to do this with me, because I know it sounds weird to say, but again, going back to that quote where we're saying, they love it, they really love it, but it is true. It felt so nice having this almost, I don't want to say refuge to be dramatic, but it was nice to have this communal thing that we could all work on and, as we said, record our conversation about things and just being together to do that that was definitely my highlight realizing that we were enjoying this we were doing it together and yeah even when we're talking that we still bring up the podcast because it's just so ingrained into our life now that we're just like oh yeah do I tell you about this thing about the podcast oh do I tell you about that and then we're sending memes to one another oh that's great but from this season there are a couple I mean as I said the minion memes episode the living in the pokemon one the episode you, Adam and I did together when we talked about Terminator Salvation and Terminator 3, the Sam Raimi episode of Spider-Man Month, that was fantastic the Perfect Blue one as well, that is great, the Chernobyl episode that I did with Wonko, there's honestly just so many, and I feel as if that is the mark of a successful Friends podcast, as it were, that we are just enjoying it, we're just enjoying the journey, we're enjoying being here, so well, at least I'm, I'm assuming you are and you're not just being polite, but... <laughs> yeah, I've been humouring you for the last three years. See, that's a good thing about a audio-only podcast. You're just nodding in the background, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So the next question comes from a very good friend of the channel, Space Shrimp. I swear to God, these are real names. Who <laughs> says... Who just AI created all these questions? I have, actually. Yeah, ChatGPT. Is it ChatGPT? ChatSubGBT. You know what? I have to end the episode now. That was perfect. <laughs> so actually, he's got three questions. So we'll go for the first one. Face reveal when? Um, probably not anytime soon. 
I'll post my face. Yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. You've posted your face. <laughs> Everybody knows what you look like. I don't know. The thing is about Chat Tsunami is I definitely want it to be more focused on the content, if that makes sense. I've always said you're the Banksy of podcasting. Um, I just draw a red panda and then bug it off. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, the only difference is they don't sell my horrible stick figures for like a million pounds. But yeah, I, I feel as if with Chat Tsunami, there's a lot of podcasters out there and honestly just think of any mainstream podcast with a celebrity or you know Joe Rogan or whatever their face is everywhere you know their face is the branding you're coming to that podcast for that person but for me personally Chatsunami is and this is going to be sentimental apologies but it's definitely more of a communal thing you know it's about talking with friends talking with people from all different kinds of backgrounds and things and I absolutely love what Chats and Ami is becoming and what I hope it will be in the future. I don't want my face on there. I don't want a vector image of my face and just saying Chats and Ami underneath it because as much work as I do for the podcast, as much editing, recording and things, I don't want to be the face of the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to be so. Yeah, to answer that question, probably not anytime soon, but I wouldn't rule it out, you know, as like a one-off because the thing is, if you get popular... It's right, isn't it? Like, eventually someone's going to find your face. Mm-hmm. If someone pays me enough money, I'll just leak it. <laughs> yeah, you probably will. Just the uni days. It's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Next question. If you were in the world of Attack on Titan, which military branch would you join? Or what job would you otherwise have? I feel as if, ideally, and this is going to make me sound like a wimp, but I would definitely say the military police would be the ideal one, but I would most likely be one of the garrison people that gets chomped by a titan on day one. What about yourself? I don't remember the names of each one, but like, I'd probably be one of the ones that just like works on the wall. Yeah, I think I'd probably just work on a wall and fire cannons down at 12 foot tall titans below. If I was like not part of the military, I'd probably be like a baker or something. You know what, let's just open a bakery in the Attack on Titan universe. <laughs> <laughs> open wide and the big titan mouth he's like stuck like a loaf of rye in there that's the thing just fire an undercooked loaf of bread although like it would get stuck in the mouth so they wouldn't be able to eat you but then you would need a bigger loaf we're gonna need a bigger loaf but yeah no that that's a fair shout so next season we're gonna be talking about loving in the attack on titan <laughs> well actually that would be a fun one i'm surprised you haven't already done that to be honest i know i really need to make that a sub-series because as i said i did it as a one-off joking episode with the pokemon one and then I had so much fun with it that I did the Living in the Legends of Zelda universe and then with our very good friend Robotic Battle Toaster, again real name, or real username, we did one on Living in the 40k universe so yeah we need to do a lot more because it's just so much fun to do final question though, what does your Sonic OC look like? Andrew, the floor's yours (laughs) he's really black like my soul, he has two guns and a machete he wears a cap sideways not like backwards because he's not like ash Ketchum. he wears it like sideways he has a piercing but he won't say where and he just doesn't care what you think that's just like your opinion man <laughs> yeah for legal reasons i'm gonna opt out of this question did you ever have an oc when you were younger like you don't have to obviously go into details you never had an oc not a legend of zelda oc or i don't think maybe like pokemon i would create like a pokemon trainer that i I would like embody I guess and like I'd create like new Pokemon 
which I guess would count as OCs. This is Lion Door. He's a lion Pokemon, because at that point there were no like lion Pokemon, unless you count Arcanine, but I always think he's like a dog. Oh, Lion Door. You know, literally <laughs> a walking pair of doors. Just doors that look like a lion. Oh my god, Nintendo get on that. <laughs> Like the, um, you know, like the knocker on like a door that like sometimes yeah. looks at a lion, like, like a lion face. Oh my God, I want to catch it now. And in that segue, to avoid the question, yeah, one day we'll do an episode on Sonic OCs because it's actually a really fascinating topic to deep dive into. My good streaming friend, Wisteria Moth, and I actually discussed this. We talked about how they're kind of a comfort to a lot of people growing up. You know, it's like if they're not as socially assertive or anything, or they're not wanting to talk, they just want to keep to themselves like Sonic fans I mean and then they create these OCs it's a very fascinating discussion definitely go check that out but the next question we have and it's again it's more of a statement is from another podcast host Marissa Eikenberry apologies if I butchered her name there she says congrats on the 20k please Thank you so much. So the next one is from Dan from Casting Views, and he has two questions. The first one is, what is the best game series ever, and why is it Mass Effect? I've never played Mass Effect. I played the first one. thought it was alright, but it's one I need to sit down and invest hours into. But I'm assuming your answer would just be Legend of Zelda. Uh, actually, my answer is... Red Red Dead Redemption? No, no, it's like an older game. It's like the symbol is like a fist. Oh, the one set on Mars. Yeah. What's it called? Is it Red Faction? It is Red Faction. So when I was younger, I used to really love the Red Faction games and also James Bond games. James Bond, Nightfire, Agent Underfire, and Goldeneye, and like Quantum of Solace. I would play the shit out of all those games. Oh, and there's another one. I think it was like a Die Another Day game or something like that. So it was fun on the GameCube as well. But as you said earlier, my favorite would probably be the Legend of Zelda series because there's just so many games in that series that I just go back to and play all the time. What about you? I mean, I can't in good conscience say Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> really can't. You know, I feel as if all of my favourite series have gone downhill. You know, you've got Sonic, you've got Halo, you've got Call of Duty that has the boys in it now for some reason. And I don't mean literally boys playing it. Kids do play it. I don't know. To be confirmed, definitely. Probably Pokemon. And the only reason I say this is because despite it getting worse and worse over the years, it hasn't died off yet. And you've got to admire that. You've got to admire something that just won't die. Well, your logic FIFA is the best game ever. Yeah, by that logic, Coronation Street's one of the best <laughs> shows of all time. <laughs> because it just doesn't die. Anyway, next question. This question is very much a hypothetical. It is, if you could only ever have a game released in a certain game world, what would it be? So in this one, I think what Dan means is, if you could have one game world within every single genre of gaming, what game world would you choose? Probably Pokemon. Yeah, see, I thought that as well, because I was trying to think when we got this question. I mean, Pokemon is very adaptable. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine there being like a Sonic chess simulator. I mean, Legend of Zelda could possibly, although then again, you did have the FPS game for it. I kind of liked Link's crossbow training, though. Is the I thing. know you did. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I've never played it either, so I can't pick on it. I'm sorry. So our next question comes from the Cancelled for Maintenance podcast. Now this is a good one. If you could pick two movie series to have a crossover battle, what would they be? That's a toughie. I guess it kind of depends like what you're looking for or rather what I would be looking for in terms of what I want combined. Combining the martial arts from The Raid might be fun against a horror movie kind of aspect. So if you had The Raid versus Jason or something like that. Yeah, having the Raid versus Ip Man would be pretty cool, I think. The only other alternative that you could possibly have here is Starship Troopers X Bugs Life. I like that, nice. <laughs> There's probably fan fiction out there of that, and not in the good way. <laughs> For listeners' context, I also made a joke answer has been edited out because it was too controversial. That's your controversial podcast there. Yeah, that's my controversial view of the day. Moving on. <laughs> The next question comes from Learn German Through Music Podcast, who asks, when are you going to do an episode on The Expanse? Now, this is something I was saying to you before we came on tonight. I haven't seen it, and I don't think you've seen it either, but it does look interesting. Yeah, I've heard it's quite popular, but it's never been something that's really crossed my periphery in terms of stuff that I'm keen to watch. So if enough folks respond to this and say, oh my god, you guys are really missing out, you have to check out The Expanse, then maybe we'll tune in and try and sort of see what it's about and then if we like it enough maybe we'll do an episode on it absolutely so he had from the eligible scribbles podcast has quite a few good questions she asks how do you feel reaching your third season so far honestly it feels a bit surreal it, as you say it's surreal it's pretty amazing that the podcast has lasted for as long as it did i mean not that's not to say i didn't believe in your capabilities but just that like a lot of the time these kind of things are only temporary so it's really cool that we've had the audience to tell us that they've enjoyed what we've been doing and, and we've enjoyed doing it enough to keep going. We can talk for Scotland and Canada, so it gives us a platform to do it on. It feels weird because these seasons aren't short by any means. These are like full 50 episode seasons and the reason for that is because the last episode we did for the live shows ended up just by chance because Adam couldn't keep up with the live shows anymore. It's like, oh, can we maybe transition into doing it off air? And then I was saying well we've got the 50th coming up why don't we just do that episode live and then we just stop doing them and then we just start doing them off air which actually has worked out so much better because it's so much more flexible you don't have to worry about having it work in the night and things it is just really fun for that but yeah the seasons are long and full of terrors <laughs> the next question is have you considered talking about new topics never talked about before sometimes i mean is there any particular a topic you would want to talk about that we haven't really discussed yet i think that yeah I'd, i'm always willing to dive into new topics and we're, we're generally pretty good at discussing new topics there has been a few that we've gone back we'll have like general anime discussions and we'll have the simpson episode before we even did simpsons month and zelda episodes will come back to doing occasionally but generally i think we're pretty good at keeping things fresh in terms of our topics so yeah I'm, I'm always down to consider new topics definitely same next question tell me about your experience changing platforms from anchor previously i.e 
Spotify for podcasters. I'm going to give you the control of this question. No, no, it's all yours. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, this was quite a strange one. So when we started with the podcast, the reason I started with Anchor slash Spotify for podcasters was because our very good friend Craig C, he used to run a podcast with his friend Jan called Beer and Chill, which if you listen to season two, you'll hear a lot of the adverts for Beer and Chill podcast. Absolutely fantastic show. I would highly recommend it. It's not as active now, but it still has a great backlog. But because they went on to Anchor at the time, I thought, yeah, I'll try it as well because I had no idea about podcasts and they seem to really enjoy it. And I have to admit, it's a very good place to start your podcast. I would highly recommend it if you're getting into it and you're not 100% sure about things, definitely go for Anchor. But then, of course, Zencaster came along and Zencaster, as you know by the many ads that I read for the show, that they said, oh, why don't you come to us? And I was getting a bit disheartened with the listens that we were getting on Anchor. You know, we weren't really getting many listens back. But when we moved over to Zencaster, it felt as if they just skyrocketed and they were a lot better in that regard. But there have been pros and cons. Like, I'm not going to pretend, despite the fact that I do love Zencaster as you know, a content creation platform. I'm not a fan of certain things, like them having the watermark at the beginning of certain episodes and things like that, and locking analytics behind a paywall, whereas Spotify for podcasters, as far as I know, it didn't used to lock analytics away, but maybe it has now, I'm not sure. So I do think Anchor is a great starting point, but if you're curious about Zencaster, uh, I would still recommend it. I like using it, but it still has a lot of issues that it still needs to tweak before I would say, oh, this is the best thing ever. This is the one you should 100% be going for. But it's still a great programme. So that's my answer. The penultimate one is, what advice can you give podcasters who want to quit because of the lack of plays or audience interaction? I don't know if you feel the same way about this, Andrew, but I feel as if podcasts starting out are going to be slow burners unless you have a following before you go into it. It's one of those things where if you're going in for engagement and listens and, and whatnot, then you're going to be disappointed. You have to make what you enjoy making and keep going if you enjoy making it. If you're not enjoying making it and the listens are poor, then you maybe need to think about either doing something different that you do enjoy, like within podcasting, like a different style of podcasting that you might enjoy better, or think of something else. I'm not going to say that if you're just doing it for listens and you aren't enjoying it, you should just keep going because that's not going to be fun for you. And you probably could do something you would enjoy instead. Not to discourage anyone from podcasting, but it's not going to be for everyone. But on the other end, as Satsunami said, it's going to start slow and you shouldn't necessarily be disheartened. If you're enjoying doing what you're doing, keep going, keep pushing it. Satsunami was wonderful at when he started his podcast at promoting himself. And that is what gained his listeners and why we're at 20,000 now. It sure as hell wasn't me. It was the hard work that he put in. And it is, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work that I don't even see the half of what he's doing. And so you have to put yourself out there you have to be a little bit uncomfortable with how you're promoting your podcast, your experience. And yeah, just 
constantly evaluate and there will be times where you kind of question whether you're enjoying it and sometimes you do need to push through that but if it's a long stretch of you not enjoying it and you not enjoying the results you're getting from it then you evaluate that and at that point you do evaluate it i completely agree first of all thank you for the kind words once again you're gonna make me tear up here this you know yeah it's kind of a similar thing that again i've talked about this in the past and other episodes about content creation and especially with my experiences doing Twitch streaming, a lot of people get quite, and this is not just for podcasting, not just for streaming, but every facet of life where you put your all into something you really enjoy, but then you see someone that it looks as if they might be putting in half the effort, or they're not as talented as you think they are, and they'll be, I don't know, doing something, and they'll have hundreds of thousands of views and things, and you'll latch on to the negative aspects of that and be like oh I'm just as funny as them oh I'm just as ruggedly handsome or whatever but at the end of the day you definitely first of all if you're starting to feel like that about other podcasts definitely take a step back from it take a break take a hiatus take as long as you want because a lot of people think that podcasting is an easy thing it's not it really isn't like people say oh podcasting is one of these things that you just switch on the mic and you start talking which in a bare basic way that's completely right that's all you do you switch on the mic you record yourself boom done but as you were saying Andrew things that I have to do I have to promote my episodes I have to talk to other creators that want to come on I kind of get feedback from them I ask them oh what are you doing for your show what's working what's not working I have to juggle with all of the social medias that I've got on my phone now we kind of half joked on that but it's true you know we're on Instagram we're on Twitter slash X we are on Facebook as well I gave it a go we're on YouTube as well we're just in so many places we've even got our own website podpage.com forward slash chats and yeah there's just so much to do and that's not even including the legwork because Satsu stands would be Cannon Street handing out flyers every weekend that's true I'll probably do it for Edinburgh the fringe is on next week so I'll just be like you go listen to my podcast yeah just take a train through to Edinburgh what's the worst could happen but I mean between advertising and having to edit because one of my pet peeves is when people say oh I'm I'm a podcaster that keeps it real and everything and don't get me wrong there are some people who are absolutely fantastic at getting it right on take one they just turn up they say their line into the mic you know like that Simpsons episode hey I'm Christy the Cloud he just walks away you know some people can do that absolutely fantastically but then there's some people that clearly need editing and I have to admit, my earlier episodes aren't as tightly edited, which is a huge bugbear for me. I really wish a lot of my episodes were better edited back then, but if you listen to the later episodes, I'm getting better, I'm developing. Yeah, just to summarise, podcasting isn't a static thing. You're not always going to be in the plateau. Some days will be better than others, so if you're feeling like that, please don't be afraid to reach out to other content creators, because for the most part we will be happy to be like oh this is what I'm doing sure I'd love to come on your show that kind of thing so if you do feel like that definitely reach out to people don't just bottle up and then think oh my show's not being successful because of xyz there's millions of podcasts out there and you're in the sea of them so don't be ashamed if yours doesn't rise up all the time our rates are very reasonable as well if you need to talk to us that's true we'll charge you mate rates it is actually more expensive 
expensive than normal rate, but we'll call you mate. We'll post the cost and list at the end of this episode. So don't you worry. Andrew will appear at your birthday party for <laughs> <laughs> What dressed as a clown or just in general? Just in general, I'll just rock up. No one else will know who I am. I was like, what's up? It's like that meme. No one knows I'm a co-host of Chats and And the final question, what are your favourite podcasts you enjoy listening to? and learning from. So I bring them up quite often in episodes, but my real inspiration for podcasting is the Wisdom the Bruiser podcast. They were the first podcast I ever listened to and are consistent in that I've continued listening to them this whole time since 2016, I believe. So that which is when I started listening to podcasts and seven years later, I'm still listening to them, which I can't say the same thing for a lot of other podcasts, whether they stopped doing their stuff or I lost interest. They were consistent. And then a more recent one, and I say more recent, it was still a few years ago, would be Talking Simpsons podcast. They do two. They do Talking Simpsons and What a Cartoon. And they are very good at doing deep dives into the making of episodes of The Simpsons and just episodes of other cartoon television programs. So that's very educational. And Wiz and the Bruiser also do very fun, more comedic style deep dives into a variety of topics from cartoons and nerd media to sometimes more general topics such as there's one recently on Barbie and they've done some on like different rock bands and whatnot but a, lot, a lot of times sort of comedy based as well like they did one Tenacious D recently and you learn so much from these episodes and you get a good laugh from a lot of them as well so those are two that I listen to frequently and try and necessarily emulate but learn from and I recommend folks check them out if they've not already. This is kind of an ironic thing but I never was much of a podcast listener before I got into podcasting. Don't touch the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't listen to your own supply and all that. But I've really got into listening to a lot of people that I have interacted with to support them. A good couple of months ago, nearly a year now, wow, like I think it was eight months as of recording this episode, I took part in a group project organised by the absolutely fantastic Dawn from Scottish Murders Podcast. And she did a fantastic job of organising all of these Scottish podcasts to come together and basically collab with one another. So it was absolutely fantastic collabing with them, getting to know what kind of things they talk about. There's honestly so many that we've either mentioned here or I've met during my journey. As I said with Craigie C's, there is Beer and Chill, there was Casting Views, there's their Nostalgic, What's the Script?, Review It Yourself, the Chris podcast with Myth Monsters, <laughs> Petals of Support, the Video Game Club podcast. I'm not going to be able to remember them all off the top of my head because there's just, there's so many. If I have tagged you, then you guys know who you are. There's just, there's so many that I could sit here and list, but they're the ones that I learn a lot from because they're the ones that aren't, and this kind of sounds weird, but it's like they're not just a random celebrity talking about something or rather that they're being controversial about something because that is one of my pet peeves of podcasting as well people who actively go out their way to be controversial and they'll be like oh look at me controversial opinion and that's just the whole personality whereas all of these fellow indie podcasters and shout out to good pods because I know some people like them some people don't but they have done a fantastic job as well of gathering all these podcasters together to be able to interact with one another 
network. It's just fantastic. Honest to goodness. It is fantastic to go through this journey of creating a podcast with them and then learn, interact, to be like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Can you give advice or vice versa? And yeah, I just think they're all absolutely fantastic. But there are so many that I could genuinely mention. There was also Bring Your Own Popcorn, Opinionated Plushes. Honestly, far, far too many. The next question we've got is from Mark from the Time and Space podcast, an absolutely fantastic podcast. He asks, what would today's Chatsu say to past Chatsu if you could travel back in time to when you first decided to start a podcast? Oh, now before I answer this, I'm going to turn it on you. What would your future self say to your past self? What would I say to past Satsu? Have Andrew on the podcast more. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'd probably tell myself to get a better microphone earlier. We all do. Yeah, that is the number one thing I think all podcasters would say to themselves. And I mean, I've still not got a good microphone for podcasting, so I could tell myself earlier from this episode to do that. It wouldn't help much, but I'm not really sure. I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sale. <laughs> I know. There's not too much. Maybe prepare intro jokes more in advance than I do. Be more funny. <laughs> Be better. Do better. What about yourself? See, there's a lot of people who would say start earlier. Before the boom. Before the boom, yeah. Well, to be fair, that probably would have helped, but I feel quite conflicted about that because on the one hand, I thought about this quite a lot. I thought, oh, I could tell myself to start earlier. And I thought, what would have happened if I started in university, say? Oh, God. Can you imagine both of our opinions in university on a podcast? No one would want to listen to that. It would have been bad. It would have got better, but it would have been bad. And plus, it's actually something that you and I were talking about, can't remember, ages ago. And I said that to you kind of off the cuff, like, oh, imagine if we did this in uni and you were saying how our life experience is far different back then compared to what it is now. And I feel as if now that we've got a wee bit more life experience, it has enhanced the podcast in a way that we can formulate what we're going to say. We take time to think about it. We're not just making, because I can imagine if we had a podcast back then we probably would have had mainly of dragon ball z abridged jokes and things like that. we would have done but also to be honest this might have been more beneficial to the podcast because it seems like a lot of the popular ones are like this i feel like we would have been a lot more hyperbolic with all of our opinions yeah and so everything would have been the worst thing ever or the best thing ever everything was an extreme extreme so i don't think that i don't think it would have been better than what we're doing now but i think there's a very good chance that it would have gained more traction from the wrong crowd as a result no you're completely right the landscape of the internet especially is completely different compared to what it was like back when we were going to university and things so it was a lot more edgier that was the kind of humor going around not that i would say we would be overly edgy or anything i doubt it but even still it's definitely something that we would have had to think about for sure mm, and not that either of us were ever particularly conservative in our opinions but i do think we are more progressive now than we once were which i think is again down to life experiences that we've had but i mean the other thing i was thinking was if not for uni then i thought well why don't i tell myself oh you should start even during the beginning of the pandemic and build up some traction and see on the one hand i actually thought that's a great idea because then we'd be able to build up more follows and things like that and get 
into the podcast community, but I am a very firm believer of not wanting to change those things because without that, I wouldn't have met all the amazing Twitch streamers that have actually come on the podcast, whether that be for interviews or just collaboration episodes. As I said, I had Robotic Battle Toaster. These are all real usernames, by the way. They aren't Chatsu GPT. I'm stealing your joke. We had Wolfishman TV, Stubborn Zombie, Super Shadow 271. Oh god, there's honestly so many. Kitty Katie Faith, Glitter Kitty, Zuzuchi. Oh, there's honestly just so many amazing and fantastic content creators that I've met through this. If I haven't mentioned you, you definitely know who you are. You're fantastic. But without that, I wouldn't have been able to have got those episodes and I wouldn't have been able to meet those people through streaming before I transitioned into podcasting. So honestly, yeah, I would just say get better at editing and Zencaster's a thing probably. It's like for the love of God, use Zencaster earlier and edit out your ums and uhs and don't leave them in in the earlier episodes. But I mean, other than general tips, yeah, that's what I would say. And invest in Zoom. You're not wrong there. The next two questions comes from, and I absolutely love this, I was laughing my backside off. This is from the podcast Nobody Asked For, their words, not mine, who say, who is your favourite action hero and how many toddlers would it take to defeat your favourite action hero in combat? Now, I was trying to think of the number of people I could have chosen for this and initially I thought, do you know who would be really good? Sarah Connor, because we did the Terminator month and it's given me a new appreciation for such an iconic character. But then I read the second part of the question and I thought Sarah Connor would have no qualms about blowing away these children if it meant saving the future of humanity. So I was like, probably the worst choice, but she would still be able to hold her own. What about yourself in that one? So when I think action hero, I think Arnie. Oh yeah. But I then actually thought about who's actually my favourite and whether he was my favourite. And I don't think he is. My favourite action hero is actually Rama from The Raid. That's a good one. Also, from the second part, it would be very funny seeing raid-style martial arts just taking on wave after wave of toddlers. Do you know, I was actually thinking of Donnie Yen from Ip Man, and I was just thinking of, you know, that iconic scene where he's fighting the 10 Japanese black belts, his Wing Chun against their karate, and it's just that scene, but just with toddlers. With no end, Phil. Well, the thing with like Ip Man, Donnie Yen Kung Fu, it's very methodical. It's almost like beautiful to watch. Whereas the Indonesian police martial art is such a brutal martial art. And so it's just all elbows and just like breaking people's like backs over things. So it would just be absolutely horrendous watching toddler after toddler just getting punched in the face and elbowed and that kind of thing. Do you know, funny enough, there was actually a school at a place I used to work at. Up the road, there was a school for, I think it's Sila or Sila, I can't remember the pronunciation, so apologies, but the martial art of the raid. Initially, I was tempted, and then I thought, I'm going to get my ass kicked. There's <laughs> 100%. No way I'm going into this club to get my ass kicked by. It's different if it was Wing Chun, because Wing Chun, the one that Dodi Yen uses at that man, that is a lot more, as you said, methodical, and it's quite slow-paced and everything. It's really beautiful to watch, but yeah, no, I'm not getting beat up. By an Indonesian martial arts style. I mean, the 
there is Jackie Chan. He is absolutely fantastic in his earlier stuff as well, but kind of drunken master. I was going to say, the drunken master uh, style that he employs is very fun. Do you know, that is something we actually haven't done. We haven't done a Jackie Chan film, or just like a martial art film, really, in general, except for The Raid. I wasn't on The Raid episode. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I still, I still bitch at you for that. I introduced Satsu to The Raid, and then I see he uploads an episode on The Raid, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just said that clip from South Park. I'm like, sorry. Moving on. So Seismic Cinema Podcast asks, if you could have a full-time celeb co-host, who would it be and why? P.S. I'd still rather Greeny, which I thought was nice. I'm assuming that is a reference to yourself, Andrew, GreenShield95, of course, being your username, but I actually don't know for this one because this is the thing. And I think maybe it's because I have been so invested over the years in content creation that I'm very wary of like the whole parasocial relationship thing where I'm like I don't know if I want to say oh this celebrity is my best friend I'm gonna get them on and I know I'm thinking too much into that but I don't know I like my friends my friends are the real celebrities okay I know you joked about it but it's true yeah I think it must have been off mic that I joked about that <laughs> about me being the celebrity but I don't know there, there's no one that really sticks out I would say that I think that person, I definitely need to have that person on. Or Nicholas Cage. There's one person I have to have on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'd be quite fun. I think he would be fun. But is there anyone you would have? Nicholas Cage was actually the first one I could think of, just because of how interesting that would be to have regular kind of opinions from him. Oh, actually, no, sorry, backtrack. There is one person I just thought of there, Henry Cavill. If I had to choose one celeb, and the reason being that he is apparently just a massive nerd, and I am all about that. He would also bring in a very interesting demographic. What, the Witcher people? <laughs> well, Witcher people, also girls that just fancy Henry Cavill. You'd have a very uh, strong female following if you had Henry Cavill on there. Henry, if you're listening, <laughs> contact us. <laughs> In between filming the last of the Witcher stuff and doing your Warhammer 40k stuff. Yeah, and building a PC from scratch. I was so blindsided by that when they said that he was a Warhammer fan. I remember he did an interview, I think it was Graham Norton, he was talking about it and they were asking him questions. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, the Simpsons scene where it's like, that man's never drunk a duff in his life. It's like, that man's never painted a mini in his life. Of course, they started going on about like the different factions and things and the painting used and i was like holy shit he is one of us only obviously more successful but yeah no i'd probably say that but other than that there's not really anyone off the top of my head realistically i think i'm happy with the co-hosts i have i love adam i love craig i love you simple as just in terms of getting more audience and more money probably like kim kardashian no no she can do one does she have a podcast I don't think she knows what a podcast is. I think you're right in that. I'm going to anger an entirely gigantic new uh, group of people. The Venn diagram is so far apart. I might as well be in Mars for that. <laughs> Chats and Ami fans, fans of Kim Kardashian. If any listeners here are big Kim K fans, please let us know through some threat that you send on online. Yeah, actually, please let us know. Not because, you know, we're going to backtrack and say we're sorry for insulting your lord and saviour, Kim Kardashian, but I'm actually curious i'm like is that a thing are there people who are fans of kim kardashian and chatsunami my mom was very confused when they became famous because she was like aren't those an alien from star trek yeah see i have to admit when i started watching tng and deep space nine there are a race called the Cardassians, but everybody makes that joke now that they're 
famous. It's like, oh look, keeping up with the Cardassians, and it's just like these lizard alien people that they've just photoshopped over them. We don't not know that they're not lizard people. I mean, true, that's true, but... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on before we do get into it. Our next one comes from a friend of the channel who has been on one of the episodes, Wonko the Sane, and he has asked quite a few questions. So the first one is, the average Tatsunami episode is around 1 hour 15 or so. How much time is spent trimming, editing and polishing your podcasts until they shine? that the audience is unaware of. Honestly, it depends on the episode. So sometimes, and this is kind of a saving grace with friend of the channel Craigie C, because he is very straight and to the point with a lot of his episodes, where he's just like, okay, let's go in, let's do it, let's go out. So when I have a shorter episode, it is probably I can get it done in a day, like a good couple of hours. But episodes like either this one or just in general, they do take a couple of days. And that's you Usually, because after a record on Zencaster, we get to audio files, and you'll know this as well from your brief stint and edit. Or I say brief stint, but you've got editing projects going on as well, Andrew. But you know, you have to clean up the audio to make sure that all the background noise is out of the way. So any static noise and things like that I have to clear that up. Then I have to put the intro in. Then I have to balance the audio. So I have to either make mine louder, or on the rare occasion, yours quiet. <laughs> you know, you have to balance it and just make sure it sounds okay. That it's not really, you know, like one of those old films where it's like the dialogue's really quiet, but the action's super loud. So it's trying to do that. Then I have to cut out all the repetition, the ums, the ahs, the breathy noises, the mouth noises, which I never realised I did so much until I started this podcast. So yeah, it definitely does take a couple of days. I mean, I could probably sit down and do it in a day but it's just quite tiring as well doing it because it's not like video editing for example earlier I mentioned our gaming channel which we will be trying to upload more new content onto it but right now we are in the process of uploading old content from our old Let's Play series T-Posing and what I've started doing is compiling a lot of those videos and uploading them and it's a lot more fun to do video editing because there's something visual there you know you can cut and you've got more going on but when it comes to audacity you've just got audio waves and things like do you feel the same way it's a very lonely process of just trying to figure out how the audio waves can work to your advantage like i'll often have to sort of shift things around so that you start a sentence at one point then you kind of stumble through something and then sort of cut that bit out and be like make the end of it transition with the start of it so it all sounds more seamless that side of things can be a bit tricky and like just making sure everything sounds natural occasionally you'll slip up and it will sound a bit jarring but yeah hopefully the analogy is often used is like swans where it looks so beautiful above the water but below the water the kicking as hard as they can so the next question is which Chatsunami episode defied all expectations and was a surprise hit conversely which episode do you think did unfairly poorly for me personally and I don't know how you feel about this but for me the Chunibio episode was a real shocker for me so ironically enough Wonko and I actually did an episode 
episode on this very innocent slice of life anime called Chunibio and it's basically just about a boy who's trying to shed his cringy past of LARPing in real life in school and then he meets a girl who's still you know into playing make-believe and he has to find a way to make sure that she manages to get by in life and things and it starts off fairly cutesy and innocent and then it takes a semi-dark turn not dark as in horrible but just very realistic it's such a fascinating anime and it was one I really gravitated towards at university Wonko as well he's spoke about this in length as well so definitely check that out but the reason I bring that up is because that was the first episode to reach 200 plays and as of recording this episode it's now reached over 250 plays which I was really shocked at how well that did the one on the flip side that I think did unfairly poorly and I don't think this is really a testament to the quality of the episode but I feel as if the Groundskeeper Willy one that we did recently that's at 69 plays just now it's not the worst I feel as if recently probably because of the summer holidays there's like a lot of reasons this could be but not as many people have been listening to the podcast so numbers haven't been as high as they usually are but it takes time for us to build up to episodes reaching the 100 mark and a lot of past episodes are going over 100 plays but yeah I was really surprised that a lot of the Simpsons episodes the other ones as well was just the general interview episodes because I feel as if a lot of podcasters content creators and such that come on they have such amazing stories to tell but it's just a shame that they don't actually get the exposure that they should get so yeah that would be mine but what about yourself? Yeah it's hard to say because I don't see the analytics as much as you do you sometimes will tell me about them but I don't really know intimately what does well and what doesn't from what I remember that Chunibio one that you did that was a big surprise because I it's a topic that I'm very unfamiliar with and so I, kinda, I didn't expect it to be as popular as it was. And likewise with the Terminator Salvation and 3 did much better than I expected as well. Like that really shot up. And that was one we did as like a collab episode, wasn't it? Was that with Adam? Yeah, it was you, me and Adam. And that actually is the second episode to reach over 200 plays, which is, I, again, it's just absolutely fantastic to see it grow so well. Mm-hmm. I typically will think of episodes that I myself was on, but I do think that the Star Wars Clone Wars episodes that we did back in the day I always kind of felt like they deserved more attention than they got because I thought they were pretty cool episodes but I mean probably I haven't listened to them a long time maybe listening back they'll sound a bit more kind of rudimentary where I was still learning to be a podcast presenter and you were still learning editing a bit more I guess so that would have possibly affected its quality in a way not to say that it would be a bad quality i'm sure episodes back then are still very good and then more recently i don't think that our dreamworks one did as well as i expected yeah that was a shocking one again it didn't do the worst but as of now it, granted it's got 119 plays but for the longest time it was very stagnant and i feel as if the recent episodes as well like especially simpsons month none of them have broken 100 yet but two of them are very close to breaking in the hundred, but that's after a month or two after the fact. So it is definitely a slow climb for that one. So the next question is quite an interesting one. You've made the terrible mistake of inviting everyone in the server to an IRL meetup. 
and everyone showed up. Everyone is nervous and you have to break the ice by giving everyone a completely random fact about yourself. For example, I raised llamas for 15 years, I was blooped out in the French news report, etc. What random fact do you throw out there? The one I go to for these kinds of icebreaker fun fact for yourself questions every time was that I once worked in a zoo. It was for part of my Duke of Edinburgh award and it was only for four months but yeah, for every second weekend I would go to a local zoo and feed animals and help with handling sessions and that kind of stuff. That's a pretty good one, to be fair. For me, I suppose the book one's quite a good one. Although, does it sound too egotistical to be like, oh, I wrote a book? No, because you did. Because I did. <laughs> it's my truth, damn it. I'm going to put it out there. In case you're wondering, canvas. <laughs> Have a look at it. But yeah, no, in all seriousness, probably that. Or ironically enough, did you know I had a podcast? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that would go your mouth. It's like, we know, that's why we're here. <laughs> so next couple of questions, they're quite short, so we're going to blast through these and speedrun them. So first one, Andrew, what's your perfect Saturday afternoon? My perfect Saturday afternoon would be sitting on the couch with my partner, watching football in the morning, having a nice lunch out together, and then watching something together on the couch when we get home, having a lovely dinner, and then playing some Legend of Zelda together. Minus the Zelda and the football, same. <laughs> <laughs> Even going out for the day or just enjoying time together, I would agree with that. What recording slash editing rig do you use and what programs do you use? So for editing the podcast, I use Audacity. For recording, of course, as you know, I use Zencaster. Zencaster, love you. And yeah, other than that, you know, I've got quite a strange mic. It's like a GXT gaming mic or something. It's a good mic. It's like a really good mic. It's lasted for a good two or three years since I got it but at the risk of sounding like a really horrible YouTuber I'll be like I'll put it in the description below. I'll put the Amazon affiliate link. Why is Diz best girl? Because she took a bug to the face. That's a Starship Troopers reference before anyone asks. What is your favourite song or music group slash singer? Follow up question. It slash they are now your stand. What powers does your stand have? It's tricky because my favourite song is different from my favourite group or singer. My favourite song song is Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan and my favourite band is The Killers. It's hard to say like if I did buy a song for The Stand probably say Blowing the Wind would be like a fun stand name. It could be like every time you fart you gain the power <laughs> to blow someone away. I'm sorry what? <laughs> Because like in JoJo, stands will often have conditions placed on them, a bit like Hunter Hunter. It increases its power based on a specific set of circumstances, and so like... Yeah, but I don't remember Dio having a far off with Jotaro. Maybe he hadn't thought of that. Maybe he was one step ahead of him and he had a fart power. You know what? I'm going to allow it. <laughs> For the sake of the runtime, I'm going to allow it. Hey, I know nothing about JoJo, so you're lucky I was able to pull whatever reference I could. Okay, that, that's fair. For me, you know what? I'm going to go with a meme answer here. I would say Crush 40, who are the band that used to do the Sonic Adventure music and Sonic Adventure 2. They did all the old music. Yeah, what powers does your stand have? You know, I, I wish it would be something like Super Speed or something it would give you, but to be fair, it would just be a ghost moaning saying that the last Sonic game wasn't this good. And the only good Sonic game was the original one for the Mega Drive. So it would be the worst stand ever, but that's my fault for choosing it. My stand is Green Hill Zone. 
<laughs> Checkered Paradise. The next question that we are going to save this because we do have a similar question. That is, what episodes do you have lined up for season four that you're willing to tell us about? We are going to save that till the end, but that is a good one. And the penultimate question is, what podcast or podcasters would you say has influenced your style the most? I wouldn't say there's any particular for me, but do you have any? I kind of mentioned it earlier, but just both Wizard and the Bruiser and the Talking Simpsons slash What a Cartoon podcasts were big inspirations for me. Also, there's a comedy podcast that talk about Dragon Ball Z. They've now stopped, or rather they've continued, but with different hosts, so I've stopped listening. But Ballin' Out Super, the older episodes of that, were a big influence on my comedy a lot of the time, if you can call what I do comedy. But yeah, like, like Alex Patak and other folks from that are a big influence on me. i got nothing for that one, I have to say. Like, I feel as if I just take tiny pieces from every podcast I come across. I'm like, ooh, I'll take that. Ooh, I'll take that. I'm like a cultural kleptomaniac. I'm a podcast kleptomaniac. And the final question, this is quite interesting, actually. You talked in length about Groundskeeper Willie and Scottish representation across games, series, and films. Who is the most genuine Scot in pop culture? Scrooge McDuck. I can't actually argue with that. That's the perfect answer. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, he's miserable with money. <laughs> I mean, he's a duck. All Scottish people are actually ducks. It's true. In an audio-only podcast, nobody knows you're a duck. Quack, quack. Or, as they say in duck language, it's my first day. Quack, quack, quack. Those are penguins. I know. I know. The penultimate person we've got is the Two Girls, One Reusable Cup podcast, who has asked, quite possibly the spiciest question, what is your most controversial podcast opinion? I assume... What is meant there is like controversial opinions about podcasting. I guess I would say that my controversial opinion would be that there are a lot of people with podcasts who shouldn't have them. Honestly, I can't argue with that. Personally, I feel as if everyone has the right to a podcast initially. You know, everyone deserves a voice to be heard. But when you use that platform to either A, spread hate, or B, be a dick about every single thing, and be very gatekeepy, then you have to ask yourself the question, why are you here? Why are you saying all these things? The only other controversial one I have, I've got two. So I'm going to give you a two for one here. Two controversial opinions, one podcast. So the first one being, for God's sake, if you're going to be quote-unquote real with your podcast and saying that how it is, there is no shame in taking out the silence in between things or the mouth noises or if you decide to eat in the middle of your podcast. That is one thing that does irritate me when I see that phrase, keeping it real. And nine times out of ten, it's either something that's going to be A, controversial, or B, it's just not going to be edited. Keeping it real sounds like something Poochie from The Simpsons would say. That's exactly what it feels like. When are we gonna get to the podcast? But I've actually had people reach out to me in other podcasts and they seem lovely and they're like, hey your vibe matches ours, we'd love you to be in the podcast and I'm like, oh that's really cool, thank you so much for considering me for this podcast and then of course I get onto their page and they were very political, that's all I'll say, and not in the right way, well maybe in the right way but you know, not in the right way <laughs> morally right way sad tsunami there is no right way to think of a political opinion everyone has a right to their own opinion and at the end of the day that is the most legally acceptable answer that won't get us cancelled I'm being the diplomatic one for once the only other thing I probably would say is there's a very annoying trend that I see quite a lot where people try to use themselves as not the main authority but you know they'll say 
say, oh, I've got so many followers and everything, and I think you should do this in your podcast, and I think you should do that in your podcast, which, see if you're giving your opinion about something like we are. You can take our opinion with a pinch of salt. If you want to follow what we say, if you disagree with it, you know, you are perfectly free to disagree, to agree, but we're never going to force you to say, you should do this. This is the right opinion, and so forth. Sad to might not, but I will. That's true. Yeah, watch out for Andrew. But at the same time, though, there are so many people that I've seen, and maybe this isn't controversial, but there's so many people I've seen saying, oh, I'm doing this, and I've got millions of followers, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you should do this. This is how you get successful. But I mean, it applies to streaming as well, and it applies to podcasts and all content creation. You're never going to get a one-solution-fits-all kind of thing at all. Everyone's going to be different. Podcasts are going to be different as well, so just stick to what you know and if that doesn't work do what you enjoy don't feel as if you have to follow a set guideline from people like that who are like you have to do this or else you're not going to get successful if it's obviously common sense then that's different like have a good mic or something that's not going to shake the ground is it? <laughs> when someone's like you can't tell me what to do or welcome to our podcast welcome to my podcast <laughs> I'm recording through a tin can alright David <laughs> So the final set of questions we've got is from the Drinks and Things podcast. So the first question is, what's been your favourite episode? Honestly, as we said before, there are so many. For me personally, there's the Minions one, there is the Edith Finch one, the Terminator 3 and Salvation one, the Sam Raimi one, Living in the Pokemon World, I love that one. There's been so many. Perfect Blue as well, as I said. The Beyblade one's great. The Hail Legends one is great. I could list so many. Absolutely love them but what about yourself is there any one in particular you would say this is my favourite they're like my children you can't make me pick I think any parent would disagree (laughs) yeah I mean a lot of the same ones you've mentioned the perfect blue one is a particularly poignant that's a very interesting one. Going back, there was actually an episode on Princess Mononoke that Adam and I did without you a long time ago. That was it was a very lovely episode. It didn't have quite the same flow that a more well-formulated Satsunami-led episode might have, but I think it was a good discussion. The Beyblade one was so, so fun to do, and so was the Halo Legend one. And then just from more recent ones, just any kind of Simpsons discussion was very fun, and the Sam Raimi episode was just so, so fun to talk about. They all have been absolutely fantastic. I know you joke there and said it's like your children, but it really is, isn't it? And, and maybe I'm getting existential here, but you don't think of them as episodes. You think of them as memories. Next question, what's your favourite character from a game? Well, clearly Andrews is Sonic. I mean, can't be any other, surely. Uh, actually, my favourite character is Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet's nobody's favourite, and you know it. <laughs> Again, for legal reasons, that's a joke. Any Sony fans out there, I apologise. I like the little rag guy from Little Big Planet. What, Sackboy? That's the one. I mean, for me personally, it has to be Big the Cat. Genuinely? No, of course not. That's my meme answer, of course not. Favourite character from a game? I don't know, I would probably say Sonic. Just purely because of the nostalgia factor. But what about yourself? Would you actually go for Link? It's hard to say. As a character, he isn't particularly interesting. But I always just thought of him being so cool that like he's my favorite character to play as because of the abilities he has and I adore his aesthetic. So I mean I don't have a better answer of character wise who I enjoy more. I guess I'd have to say Link. So what you're saying is Link by default. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean I'm I'm also not enough of a gamer to have a huge enough catalogue 
to come up with a better answer. See, there's so many characters that I can think of off the top of my head that would say, oh, they were great characters. I mean, John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. Joel from The Last of Us would be like a good answer, yeah. I guess. But like, I didn't actually play that game. I mean, if I want to get a real tearjerker, there's Dom from, of all things, Gears of War, which is Fast something... Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious as well. <laughs> well, much like Gears of War, there was a family there until there wasn't, but we don't speak about that. I mean, even with some of my favourite games because I was going to say like in To The Moon there's so many good characters on that I could have picked. There's just so many. There's honestly so many. I know that's just such a cheap answer to be like oh there's so many characters but there really is. There's been decades of gaming out there that you could easily say that one, that one, that one and especially since gaming has become more cinematic over the years you could definitely point to any of them but there's just so many to choose from. So the second last question is how do you feel about hitting the 20k mark? Again, to borrow a phrase from earlier, it's a bit surreal. How did you feel about it? I feel nothing. <laughs> You're just a stone cold husk. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard the news, I was I was very excited because it was a big moment for the podcast and to have been the co-host as we reached that milestone was very special it did feel like I was a contributor to that which was nice obviously not the main contributor and yourself Adam and Craigie C very much got us along the way but to be part of it was wonderful oh no don't undersell yourself you were still an integral part to the podcast even back then when I was saying that earlier about how I started streaming and then we did co-streams together. We did our old Let's Play series, T-Posing. And then after we did T-Posing, I of course started the podcast and everything. But without your support as well throughout that journey, Chas and Amy wouldn't be what it is today, 20k or not. Honestly, I do say that, that although I do put obviously a lot of work into the podcast I would never undersell you guys and how you've supported it and how you've been part of the journey and obviously yourself you're an integral part because you are an official co-host because I wasn't sure when I asked you initially whether you just wanted to do this part-time or you were gonna come on I don't want to say full-time because it's not a job I'm a contract worker really it'll be exciting to see what the next 20k gets us though money so the final question is any big plans for the future and this ties in of course as well to Wonko's question which was what episodes do you have lined up for season four you're willing to tell us about so I actually do have a lot of very exciting things to announce first of all we do have a new sub-series that we're still kind of working out the kinks for where we're going to be getting more fan input from people so this was actually inspired a long ago by one of my patrons Sonia and I had asked her because she subscribed to the highest tier and because she was at the highest tier she was allowed to recommend an episode for us to do and granted it has gone down by the wayside but as a result because of her continued support we're going to be doing her suggestion for the season 4 premiere and that of course is the Mortal Kombat film which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be doing that with Craigie C and Going forward from that, I plan to do a lot of fan-recommended episodes. So we might do it bi-monthly. You know, we might do it once every couple of months, depending on how many suggestions we get, which should be interesting. And again, this isn't to advertise the Patreon, but if you want to sign up and go to that tier, then you can recommend topics to us directly. But the aim of this one is I'm going to be putting up 
polls for episodes that we're going to be doing and kind of ideas behind that. So if you want to contribute and vote on that, then we're going to have fan-voted or fan-suggested episodes every so often. So yeah, we've got that, which is going to be cool. We have also got a very new themed month, don't we, coming up in November. Yeah, we're going to be doing a month entirely dedicated to the Lord of the Rings films. I am really looking forward to that because it is a film series that is beloved by so many people and it's definitely beloved to me, it's beloved to you, so it's going to be so much fun to discuss it in depth. I mean, other than that, there's not too much we've got for the future. As we were saying earlier with our gaming content, we're hoping to get a lot more chats to play stuff out. At the moment, we will be uploading our old T-posing content, but after that, we're going to kind of shake things up, maybe release an episode once every so often. And that's going to be interesting, I think, just to get back into that, because it has been a while since you and I have actually done an episode on that. It was always so much fun doing episodes episodes of the Let's Play series. It became quite a lot for you uh, as the editor-in-chief to do both video editing and also your podcast Twitch editing stuff. So we ended up putting the Let's Play channel aside for the time being, putting on a hiatus. But it'll be nice to return to that just as a semi-regular option for a new creative outlet. Yeah, other than that, there's not too many. There is the potential as well for an IRL episode, maybe. But there's back and forth about that one. Obviously, it's not an IRL IRL episode yet between you and I, Andrew, because you, of course, been in Canada. But, you know, see, one day, I do think either a road trip episode or, like, a travel episode, I feel as if that would be quite cool to do. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be very fun. A couple of other things, potentially, for the future would be discussions with new people coming on. There has been discussions about maybe my partner coming on to discuss a topic that we're very passionate about. That's still to be ironed out. As was said, we've got the Lord of the Rings theme month coming up and we'll have other theme months in the future. If there's any theme months that you think deserve attention, you'd like to make a suggestion, that's all. We're always open to that. A month of Christmas films is often the case for December, so you can look forward to that. And on a new channel, it's been in the works for quite a while and we'll soft announce it just now but we don't yet know when we'll release the first few episodes is a D podcast that we've been working on we've got a back catalog of recordings but they foolishly put me in charge of editing so it's taking a bit longer than i would have liked to get them out so hopefully in the near future you'll be hearing that yeah that's going to be an absolutely fantastic project and yeah i do feel sorry for you because the worst i've ever had to edit not worse as in bad but in terms of volume or in terms of quantity was three audio tracks and now you of course have got four audio tracks to deal with in my first ever experience of dealing with audio we have been on many a call trying to work out what to do with certain bits and me walking you through it and then i'm just like is that how you do it yeah i had a semi-finished version of the first episode and then i was like what if i had background noises what if i had a horse <laughs> I mean, pretty much. And that's kind of where we're at right now, where I'm just like adding in background noises to make it sound more complete. Yeah, it's just me with coconuts in the background. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I am really excited to see what the future of Chatsunami holds, whether it is going to plateau, whether it's going to go sky high, whether it's going to go down to Swanee because of our clearly controversial opinions on podcasting. Everyone sucks with me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sucks for thee, but not for me. It's going to be interesting to see where we go with season four. And I'm actually really excited because each season has just gotten better. Season one was kind of that awkward stumbling with a couple of really good episodes. In fact, most of them were great episodes. But, you know, there was that kind of stumbling, getting to terms with things. Season two was a bit more engaging and coming into our own. And season three has just hit out the park. So I absolutely can't wait for it. But as always, Andrew, thank you so much, not only for being on this episode, but just in general, being there for me, for the show, and for the lovely listeners at home. Thank you so much for the kind words, and thank you for having me on, and thank you very much to the listeners for helping us to get to 20,000 listens. And if you want to listen to what the hype is all about, then of course you can check us out on our website, podpage.com forward slash chatsunami, as well as all good podcast apps such as Spotify, iTunes, and the like. So just look for the Red Panda, and we'll see you there. You can also see us on social media sites such as Twitter slash X slash whatever it's called. We're on Threads. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on most social media sites. Which actually brings us on to a great segue if you want to catch exclusive content from ourselves as well as episodes a week early. You can catch us on patreon.com forward slash chatsunami. We'll also be releasing our old long play t-posing content there as well so if you look at our compilation videos and you think that is amazing I want to see more of that let's play then yeah you can check out Patreon when it releases so just look at our socials for the announcements and yeah keep an eye out I also want to give one last season thank you to our lovely and amazing patrons Robotic Battletoast and Sonia you have been supporting throughout this entire season so thank you so so much it is honestly so appreciated i know i say it after every episode but it genuinely is appreciated but on that note for the last time of season three stay safe stay awesome and most importantly andrew do you want to finish it stay hydrated Welcome to Shatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Shatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our sub-series, Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that's sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. This episode is sponsored by Zencaster. If you're a podcaster that records remotely like me, then you'll know how challenging it can be to create the podcast you've always wanted. That's where Zencaster comes in. Before I met Zencaster, I was but a naive podcaster, recording a low-quality, one-track audio waves. <laughs> But with Zencaster, you can kiss those fears goodbye as they provide crystal clear audio and HD video. Plus, with our all-in-one podcasting suite, recording with guests is extremely simple. From local recordings to post-production, Zencaster has it all. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code CHATSUNAMI. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.